At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets have concluded summer league play from Las Vegas, wrapping things up with an 89-86 close call loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll give you our thoughts on their final game of summer league play also give you some of our takeaways from all of the interviews we've been lucky enough to conduct over the last two weeks of the 2022 nba 2k23 las vegas summer league and give you our stars of summer league as a whole helping me on all of these topics he's the lead writer for hornets.com sam Purley, back for another two sams edition of the hhc sam thanks so much for joining us of course. Thank you for having me. Hornets fall 89-86 to against the Minnesota Timberwolves. This was a game where, depending on when you started to tune in or maybe when you tuned out, you could be very surprised at how close it was or the result in general. Hornets pretty much controlled things the first half, held the Timberwolves to 32 points total in the first half of play, then gave up 31 points total in the third quarter alone and ended up falling by a final score of 89-86. to Your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, overall, like you said, the Hornets got off to a great start in that first half. thought it was really balanced play on both sides. They were getting some shots. They were getting good shots, at least, in hitting them, and there was really good spacing. I think the offense has kind of been, outside of the Cleveland game, was kind of being the biggest challenge maybe throughout Summer League. Defense looked good. Like you said, they gave up only 32 points in the first half, and yeah, that third quarter just kind of got away from a little bit. They started turning the ball over. They had seven turnovers. Did a good job of not letting Minnesota score off those, but you know that was kind of uh, the main issue. 
Minnesota shot 59% in that third quarter. I think they're up four. So they're definitely in it, starting to get away from a little bit more in that fourth. They had the late flurry at the end and then just came down to a player or two that went the other way. And unfortunately, the Hornets couldn't leave Vegas on a winning note, at least. But uh, a lot of positives overall the last five games to build on heading into training camp in a couple months. No question about that. I thought the guys that needed to have strong performances, players that have a decent shot of contributing as rotation players for the Hornets this upcoming season had their bright spots. And then the guys trying to earn their way into training camp, G League, some kind of future, sticking around with the Hornets, uh, several of them had their moments as well. Leading scorer for this one was JT Thor, a breakout game, 28 points, 9 of 14 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, joining him in double figures was Justin Manaya, 10 points on three of five shooting. Unfortunately, no one else able to get to double digits. Hornets do end up falling 89 to 86 in this one. Time to pick stars of the game. Sam Perley, you're the guest. You get to go first. Yeah, I think I'm just going to, I'll take the easy way out here and give you the more challenging one because it was JT Thor by far. I mean, definitely an offensive game that he really, really needed. I thought defensively he's been pretty good through summer league. Offensively, you know, there are times, especially during the previous game against uh, Chicago, looked like he was kind of forcing some shots. He had the big moment against the Lakers at the sudden death three, but I thought it was really good for him to come out and have a big offensive showing, really efficient, took the right shots, was aggressive, but also controlled. 28 points, 9 of 14 shooting, hit three threes, had a few rebounds, two assists, also had five steals too. So although it came in a losing effort, I was really impressed with JT Thor and pleased that he could kind of finish on a high note despite the team coming up just a little bit short in this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, JT Thor, no doubt about it, leading scorer with 28 points. And he's the kind of player with his physical abilities that he has a hard time having quiet days. If he scores 28 points like he did against the Timberwolves, it's going to be loud. If he only scores 7 or 8, it tends to be loud too, which kind of changes the perspective you view him through. Uh, but this is one where he was loud, where he was impactful, where he was everywhere, and really gave the team a chance. His three late uh, gave the squad a shot at a game-winning or a game-tying, I should say, opportunity. Uh, ended up going wanting, of course, but uh, great performance from him. My pick is going to be Mark Williams. Uh, he just continues to put together these games where I try not to look at it through, all right, what do the, the counting stats say he did, and look at it more through the lens of how would this fit if you plugged him into the Hornets starting lineup? And for the record, I'm not suggesting that he is necessarily going to be the starting center day one or at any point in this season. But the likelihood is, as a first-round pick, he's got a chance to play with some of those guys. And all the things he does well, rebounds, contest shots, block shots, finishes at the rim are all the things that you're going to want your center to do. And so I don't think he would have necessarily scored a lot more points or had a lot more rebounds uh, with a different cast of characters around him. But I do think when you plug him in with players like LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier and onwards and onwards, he is going to have just naturally with his size and ability better nights if he's given the kind of run, the 20 minutes that he got against the Timberwolves. So Mark Williams, my pick, another solid, strong effort. Not necessarily going to light it up on the box score, but in terms of making winning plays and keeping his team in it, he did everything you could ask for. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you nailed it there. You know, it's a little bit of a challenge coming into summer league because you're not going to be running 15 or 20 plays for him. You know, he's not at a position where it's, it's you know, he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton and, you know, doesn't necessarily have the spacing game yet. Hopefully we can, he can get to that some point down the line. So I think if you kind of focus on like the little stuff, it's not stuff that's going to necessarily make the highlight reels or jump all off the, you know, the stat sheet. But I was overall really impressed as rebounding. He seemed to get a little bit more comfortable as summer league progressed getting more used to the five-on-five setting, having not played since his college days ended too. Really impressive too as well, kind of guarding out in space a little bit more, shot blocking, and not only shot blocking, but also forcing tough shots too, which in in my opinion almost counts as much as a block if you're forcing a tough shot. So I was really encouraged by Mark Williams. And yeah, when he's got somebody next time around, he's got a lamella ball or a tier setting him up with more lobs and finishes. I mean, you're going to see some more numbers from Mark Williams. But right now is really, really impressed with the progress he's made. It's been all good reports from, you know, Jordan Cernkamp and Steve Clifford about how quickly he's picking things up. So really good first summer league for Mark Williams. Might be his last. Who knows? Might not necessarily see him next year. Hopefully that's the case end up two and three at the 2022 NBA 2K23 Las Vegas Summer League. Uh, Hornets falling 89 to 86. Again, two and three record after the loss to Minnesota. Coming up next, we've had the pleasure and privilege of talking to a variety of players front office members, coaches, all throughout the two-plus weeks, roughly thereabouts, of not just being in Las Vegas, but the lead-up to it as well. And we're going to give some of our biggest takeaways from all the interviews we've been lucky to conduct. That's coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber, Sam Purley here with you on the HHC Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, myself here for the Hornets Hivecast as well as for the radio, Sam Purley for Hornets.com. We've been lucky enough to conduct interviews with a basically the majority of the roster from the Las Vegas Summer League over the last couple of weeks, as well as front office members, as well as coaching staff members. And we wanted to give some of our, our best takeaways. You can, of course, read some of the results of those interviews by going to Hornets.com and reviewing all the great work of Sam Purley. That's de- uh, definitely on my daily to-do list each and every day, Summer League or not. And, of course, you can go through the archives of our podcast, check out conversations we've had most recently with Brady Manick and Leangelo Ball, but we've also spoken with Nick Richards and, of course, General Manager Mitch Kupchak. So, Sam Perley, what's one of your favorite interviews that you've been able to conduct over the last couple of weeks and maybe your biggest takeaways from it? Yeah, I had the chance to speak with LJ Figueroa last week, I think, for a story that's actually up online and was really drawn to him first couple games. I think he, you know, he started 13 of 13, just really kind of a, a high energy, tenacious, kind of doing the dirty work guy off the bench and then looking through his backstory and seeing he went to a few different schools, started at junior college, he played in the Dominican Republic, he was in the G League, he was in, I think, Dallas' Summer League last year. So really, really just got rave reviews from Jordan Cernkamp and the coaching staff. So I just enjoy talking to him. I, I love seeing kind of these under-the-radar kind of guys that you know you don't really know about and then you come into Summer League and they give a great first impression and they play well throughout the week and then you talk to him a little bit more and it's just hard not to root for 
guys like that because you know that they've got an opportunity and to see them take advantage of that opportunity and play as well as they do during that week. It's, it's cool. That's what summer league is all about. It's, it's making the most of your opportunities and getting a chance to play in a setting like that. Cause this is a life changing time period for a lot of people. There's a lot of people, a lot of players this past week that played well enough to, you know, get noticed by teams and get a contract or get an extension or get an invite to camp. And when you get an invite to camp, you never know what can happen. So I think that's really, really cool that there's just so much potential that comes out of this week with where guys are going to end up going. So personally, that was one that I did personally that I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed yours that you did with Brady Manick too. I thought he was, you know, coming from Oklahoma and then, you know, going to UNC and going on that great run there. He's just is really, really down to earth, kind. You know, it's interesting that I, I don't think he was necessarily aware of how, you know, ingrained North Carolina basketball was to the whole state and how recognizable he'd necessarily be coming from Oklahoma to Carolina. So I thought that was, you know, interesting. And he played well at Summer League, too. I was really impressed with how he played and did a little bit of stuff outside of the shooting, which he was so known for as a Tar Heel last year. Yeah, he was really a fun person to talk to. And it's funny, like sometimes you, you base some assumptions off appearances and figure, well, Brady Manick is just a hoops-obsessed guy, too obsessed to worry about shaving or haircuts or anything like that, and to, to find out how intentional everything is, how it's all part of a process for him to maximize his impact on the game, on people around him. It really uh, was eye-opening. And, and similar conversations with guys like LiAngelo Ball, we've talked about it often here, the opportunity portion of the roster. Those are the guys that you're rooting for to have nothing but the best come for them in the future. How about a conversation you had with someone that shed some light on what your expectations will be for the upcoming season or maybe uh, helped you view this upcoming season through a different lens than you were perceiving it than prior to the conversation yeah i mean i've really kind of only talked to the players out in las vegas but you definitely get a vibe i would say this less of a a conversation i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of defer a little bit and take a more of an observation you know being able to have the opportunity to watch some of the practices of the team you know it really makes you know they're really kind of hammering home the defense the defensive element transition defense i mean i remember after the first game against indiana that was a big reason of why they lost and kind of definitely focused on it going into that la game but you know watching the practices and it's not even if a lot of these guys might not necessarily be in the rotation or might not even be in training camp next year you're still already seeing kind of that implementation of the mentality and this is what we're going to teach this is what we're going to be about it's about being better on defense being better on offense about playing balanced basketball too so i think you saw a lot of good signs a lot of it was just kind of observations and how it's still again it's a work in progress you work with a lot of guys you're not necessarily familiar with but just seeing some of the practices and seeing in the games and seeing kind of the urgency in a couple areas that maybe there weren't necessarily as much of before i thought was really encouraging i'm excited to see where this Hornets team can grow in terms of playing more balanced basketball this year, becoming a better defensive team and being able to take that next step that we, you know, we're all kind of rooting can be taken hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I would agree with you. So I think that's a, that's an appropriate one for you to bring up. For me, the, the biggest takeaway in terms of what to expect moving forward is just that expectations are going to be bigger. And that is echoed throughout the coaching staff and everyone you talk to, front office scouts, whatnot, but also one-on-one with our conversation with Hornets president of basketball operations and general manager, Mitch Kupchak. You know, he basically laid it out that the, the bar is being raised and expectations are higher. And, and I think it has less to do with any one individual player or one particular move the Hornets could have made in the last 12 to 18 months and more about the process as a whole. 
that two years ago, three years ago, whenever the Hornets would draft a talented player, that person would have to get plugged in. Last year, uh, there were opportunities for the young guys to get put in there, but it was going to get harder for them to earn their minutes. Now it's coming into this season, not just that it's going to be hard for young guys to earn minutes, but those young guys looking at last year's draft picks like James Booknight and Kai Jones and JT Thor, plus this year's draft picks who performed well in summer league, they're going to be ready to compete for those minutes. And that competition's going to get fiercer and that's going to make this team that much better. So uh, while compared to some other squads who were very active throughout the draft and free agency and whatnot, uh, the Hornets were on the quieter side, but the natural progression of this franchise and how this foundation has been built and matured, I think has a lot of people rightfully excited about the season to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think, you know, having competition for minutes in training camp is important. You know, you don't want to just say you're the starter, you're the backup. This is our nine man rotation. I think it's, it's really important. It's a healthy competition because guys want to play. And, you know, a a great example is, you know, Cody Martin last year. Cody Martin kind of came into the season as maybe kind of a right on the fringe of the rotation, maybe that ninth or 10th guy drafted a guy that was at his position. They brought in Kelly Oubre and Cody was tremendous in training camp, earned the, the, I guess you could say the backup two, backup three by the end of the year. I think he was the first guy off the bench. So he really took advantage of his opportunities and stepped up and he had a career year. And, and, you know, we just recently saw him get rewarded with a, with a extension too. So who's going to be that Cody Martin this year? Who's going to be that guy that, you know, was in and out of the rotation the year before that's going to go into training camp, knock it out and become part of this rotation and solidify their minutes. And this is kind of, I guess, we're maybe at the halfway point of the offseason. we got about two months to go during training camp. And, you know, how do Mark Williams and Kai Jones and JT Thor and James Booknight and all these guys, how do they take another step so they can hit the ground running? How can they take what they did at Summer League and take it a step further so when they get to training camp, they can put themselves in a good position to get those minutes, to get playing time, to not have to, you know, kind of wait for an injury or something like that to happen to get an opportunity. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think it's healthy competition. And I thought I thought we saw some really, really good flashes from some guys. I feel like every one of those core guys on the Sun League team had a game or performance or a stretch that was really, really good that they could build on over the next several weeks. If you'd like to check out any of our archived conversations, you can check out the Hornets Hivecast archives. Again, we've got a great convos, sit-downs with Brady Manick, LiAngelo Ball, Nick Richards, and of course, Hornets general manager Mitch Kupchak. And you can also check out a variety of those interviews and the uh, byproduct of them, the written pieces from Sam Purley, available now at Hornets.com. Coming up next, our stars of Summer League as a whole. We'll pick them next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the Hornets Hivecast as we put a bow on the 2022 NBA 2K23 Las Vegas Summer League. Hornets wrapped it up 2-3, and three, a lot of great moments, a lot of 
opportunities to get better that were taken advantage of by not just the Hornets rostered players who were playing out in Las Vegas, but those trying to earn their way into training camp and closer to their NBA goals and dreams. Sam Perley, it's time to pick stars of Summer League as a whole. These will be Hornets players focused. Who is your top pick for top performer from Summer League? I think there's a number of guys you could kind of point to and say I was really happy with their performance. And I'm kind of going to go with maybe expectations. And expectations are going to be higher for a guy that's been to Summer League before, who's been to the NBA before. So overall, I'm going to give mine to Bryce McGowan's. I was really impressive. I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot of him at Nebraska. I knew that he wasn't his shooting wasn't super great in Nebraska, probably because he got a lot of you know, defensive attention there, but kind of came in and, and was really long. Obviously, the, you know, we've talked at length about how Mitch Kupchak and, and the staff really, really liked him and really, really impressed. He had a couple games, maybe two, two to three games. I think he had over 20 points. Really, really smooth, looked comfortable, looked like he belonged right from the get-go in that Pacers game, too. Averaged about 15 points. I think that was like the team high. Didn't shoot real great from the field, but it was 43% from three-point range. He had four rebounds, two and a half assists, and I think only about two turnovers as well, too. So, And he had the ball in his hands a lot as well, which I don't know necessarily how much he did at Nebraska last year but the Hornets backcourt was kind of a little thinner so he took on some more role in that area so I was really impressed with Bryce McGowan's I mean, he just looked like he belonged and to see that a two-way guy and a guy that was in the second round kind of looked that comfortable at summer league off the bat I think is really encouraging for his long-term prospects and comfortable is a really good way to put it because he's someone who seemed to fit right in, seemed comfortable with generally NBA spacing. It's not truly what you see on an NBA floor, but it's a lot closer to it than you tend to get in college. He seemed very comfortable with the timing in terms of 24-second shot clock and how to handle when it winds down. Uh, I thought he looked really, really solid out there. My pick for star of Summer League, I'm going to go back to this theme that I tend to harp on, which is how will this person fit in with the regulars? And for me, it's Kai Jones. I know that the three-point shooting, or, or lack thereof at times, is kind of an attention grabber, but everything he was doing inside the three-point arc was really eye-opening. Outside of the Bulls game, he shot extremely well from two in every other game, uh, sometimes only missing you know one out of five or six attempts. Last game against Minnesota from inside the arc, he was three for four. Very good rebounder, very good at impacting shots, whether blocking them or uh, just making someone shoot over him and all his length and athleticism he has there. And there were several times where either I'm calling the game or I'm watching someone call the game and just thinking, man, Kai dunks everything. He just dunks everything. And that makes him so hard to stop. And so while I don't know that the three-point shot is necessarily going to be there for him in, in terms of availability, I don't think there's going to be a ton of occasions at the NBA level where he's going to have the opportunity to take six or seven threes in a game. I know with his athleticism and what he brings to the table, he has a chance to have six or seven dunks in a game if he puts himself in the right positions. And we just saw so much more from him this summer league as compared to last summer league in terms of being able to do that. So Kai Jones, in terms of what he might project to be in the very near-term future, was one of my stars of summer league. Yeah, I really like watching Kai. He definitely looked further along, um, and rightfully so, this year compared to last summer league. And yeah, you know, I, I know there's a little bit of, you know, there's still a lot of rawness there and a lot of, you know, the three-point shooting is maybe not necessarily or probably necessarily going to be something that's going to be part of his game. Maybe it is someday, not necessarily right now, but like you said, when he gets inside that three-point arc, I mean, he is so strong and so athletic that he makes so many plays 
that are just there's very few guys that can make those and it's about making more and more of those plays so strong so athletic the way he can get down the floor i mean you really really see you know the track and athletic background that he has so he's a fun guy to watch because you watch him and you see okay there's something there there's something really really there now it's about trying to get it out of there and get, making it kind of a consistent thing game to game in an nba rotation but i love his potential and i and he's you know nicest guy in the world as well i mean loves working hard loves his teammates he's only going to get better i think from here but yeah he's a fun player to watch because anytime he's on the floor you know uh, especially from a radio standpoint you got to get ready because you know there's a highlight play just waiting to happen I can fly, that's for sure. Highlights are always there when he's around the hoop. And yes, if he, would he be a, a, an even more tremendous prospect if he had gone 10 for 10 from three in that first game rather than 0 for 10? Absolutely. But saying that it could possibly hold him back is like saying, well, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is not that good because he only makes about a three per game. It doesn't matter. He's a two-time MVP and an NBA champion, uh, not in spite of the lack of three-point shooting, but because of what he can do inside the arc. And uh, not not to put Kai Jones necessarily in that class of NBA MVP just yet, but he's a finisher at a very elite level. So I'm excited to see what comes from him in the future. Well, it's been a very busy summer league, Sam Perley. We've gotten a lot of conversations in over the last couple of weeks, and now we get to look forward to a little bit of a vacation, or at least I think, of course, we'll have more podcasts when and if there are more signings or additions to the roster, whenever we get more preseason games, of course, when the NBA regular season schedule comes out. So there are some things on the horizon, but for now, uh, between this moment and when we finally get back to uh, the more normal flow of the season, you get to enjoy a little vacation, some R&R. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of feel like uh, it's always funny because... You know, people ask, you know, what are you doing now the season's over when the regular season ends? It's like, oh, you know, we're doing recaps and it's draft stuff and then it's free agency and it's summer league. And I kind of feel like this is the beginning of our off season. You know, it, now you can kind of finally take a breath and get some downtime the next couple of weeks because before you know it, it's it's mid-September and you're gearing up for training camp ideas. And then it's preseason, and it's regular season, and then you're in it. So, yeah, Vegas was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's fun to kind of see these guys. This is a good – summer league's always a very good, like, halfway point of the off season. It kind of breaks up the four or five months in between playing regular season games too but I'm definitely ready for some R&R I'm sure you are as well yeah I, I think you hit it on the head the the first half of summer of the off season is spent doing a lot of postseason stuff preparing for the draft preparing for summer league now is where we get our little bit of vacation in of course saying that we're probably going to have the rest of the preseason schedule drop in the next 24 hours and when it does we'll be right back here again on the Hornets Hivecast Sam Perley, thanks as always for joining me Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks as well to our producer, Rob Longo, and most of all, to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege talking to you here today and all throughout the Summer League on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.